Welcome to A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is the birthday boy, Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over the socials, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. We are Nashville TikTok. I almost forget TikTok. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out. You guys, Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords, in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room at mandu.com. Your first workout's free. Wilson County Hyundai, we were there yesterday. Head out to Lebanon for your new ride at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. They are at calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, uh, Jason says we sound a little high pitched today. I don't know if we're both in a good mood, uh, because it's your birthday or not, but maybe we're just in an excited mood. I'm excited for the weekend. Uh, I'm sure you are too, Zach, but, uh, I was excited to be at Titans mini camp practice on Tuesday. And I know you were good, like excited to see, uh, Julio out there the next day too. What was the best thing to come out of Titans mini camp in your opinion though? Yeah, and I'll give credit where credit is due. Look, uh, a lot of things have been going on this week with with mini camps, uh, in and out of practice, with Vrabel press conferences, with player press conferences, with uh, honestly it, offensive and defensive coordinating press conferences. And I think the best thing that I heard was actually, and, and yesterday I listened to Buck interview Mike Vrabel on 104.5 The Zone at 11.30 yesterday, and then after that, he had a segment where on the fly, I was pretty proud of Buck, he got uh, Lucas's producer to pull up this clip because a caller had called in and asked about it. This is the first time I had heard this clip, but I think this is the best news that came out of minicamp. Listen up on what Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, said when asked about Todd Downing's offense. You know, I'll, I'll leave it to you to call it a Todd Downing offense. This is a Tennessee Titans offense. And, you know, I want this to be the most effective offense uh, for helping us win football games. And whatever that means week to week, you know, it'll, it'll adjust. Uh, my vision for this offense is simply that we are, you know, a disciplined, high effort, high energy, you know, sound football team and that we go out and, help our team win ball games by not doing stuff to get ourselves beat. And uh, the rest of it's going to fall into place. As I said, it turns into a week-by-week -week thing. But this certainly isn't a Todd Downing offense. It's a Tennessee Titans offense. It's a Tennessee Titans offense, Zach. Why was that the best thing that came out of minicamp this week? Because I think that's what it should be. And if you can focus, they have all of the pieces to be – a top five offense. They do. They proved that last year, and which we'll talk about here shortly. But Todd Downing, I think that selflessness to go into this year on the coattails of Arthur Smith that just got a head coaching job with the Atlanta Falcons after doing a superb job with the players that John Robinson handpicked and Mike Vrabel coached. Arthur Smith took advantage of that. I think one of the reasons why they kept Shane Bowen and Todd Downing is to not mess up this train. Don't get it off the tracks and continue to steamroll the AFC South and hopefully make a returned appearance to the AFC Championship game. But I also liked Austin in that discipline because I think what he knows, and this makes a lot of sense, in football, the, the Raiders have been notorious for this. The Raiders can have a really good team, but they shoot themselves in the damn foot. Offsides, holding penalties. And that will eat away your offense from the inside. Julio Jones is obsolete if you've got, you know, an offensive lineman holding, right? Or, or, or a, a guy with a false start to now all of a sudden you're first to 15. I do like that mindset by Todd Downing to understand the gift he's been given, right? Mike Vrabel was given a gift by, by coaching this team. Not many coaches come into a situation off of a playoff team. Mike Vrabel has taken advantage of that. Arthur Smith has taken advantage of that. Dean Pease took advantage of that. Can Todd Downing and Shane Bowen take advantage of this situation 
at this time as they vie for a Super Bowl. All right, so Dom says Downing, he gets it. He knows his team already has an identity. This is this will be his third season with the Titans because he came in on the staff when Arthur Smith got elevated from tight ends coach to offensive coordinator. Uh, Ronnie says Downing still has to add some wrinkles to the offense too. Uh, just saying there. Sean says, I hear what you're saying, Todd, but what I hear is coach speak. And then See, I, I, no, let me stop I, hold there. On, oh, hold on. I, I'm going to come back to that because I knew somebody was going to say, hopefully Lawan was listening to his OC about not doing stupid stuff during the football team. But Lawan's gotten better at that. But back to what Sean was saying about the coach speak, because and, and I feel like all you agree or disagree with Sean. Well, it, I mean, yes, it is coach speak. It's easy to say that on June 16th. Like it just is. It's easy to say that. Uh, it's what happens when you get in the game. And because offensive coordinators and coaches in general like to say, I'm smart. And they like to, they like to prove to everybody watching, I'm smart. And I can get cute. I can do fun things that show off how smart I am. And they burn themselves often when they try to get too smart, too cute. And Arthur Smith had a few of those uh, with trying to get a little too gadgety and too gimmicky at times. But overall, his philosophy was fantastic. But a lot of those gadgets worked. You know, Derrick Henry throwing a touchdown pass in the back of the end zone to Corey Davis against Baltimore. That worked. That was big, cute. Big Mac says, LOL, I'm smart until I F it up. Uh, yeah, right. Big Mac also called Zach uh, uh, a generational talent when he risked him a happy birthday this morning, which I don't know if you've ever been called a generational talent before, but Big Mac got you there. Again, that's why I say, hey, shout out. Big Mac, you get the love of the show. Uh, generational talent? Wow. That's the love of the show. Yes, I, I think me and you are in separate generations, though. So yeah, that yeah. shows that. <laughs> there, no. so you, you still have an opportunity. But still, like, I think Todd Downing, it's easy to say what he said this week in June. It's it's what happens. When, can he stick to his game plan? And what happens when his offense gets punched in the face and they're facing adversity in a game? And how does he react to that? And I think, does he have an ego? And if he does have an ego, because every guy who works in the NFL has an ego, whether they're a player or a coach, the ego is there. Can you put aside the ego at times when it's, when it's tough to do that? Because I... I Look, I like what Todd Downing says, but it's just playing devil's advocate of, sure, okay, that's great. But let's, let's see what happens in week eight when you're down uh, t uh, two scores in the third quarter and, and see what happens there, right? I would argue Marcus Mariota didn't have an ego, but uh, that's another conversation for another Fair, day. Good point. So uh, not every it. single one. But I, I actually looked a little deeper, and, and I – and I usually, and Austin, we both call out coach speak when we hear that spewed. We've heard enough press conferences. This hit a little different. I truly believe that this was the best answer that he could give. And I believed him. Like, I, I think that, you know, he, he had his opportunity as offensive coordinator, as we referenced in 2017 with Derek Carr and Marshawn Lynch in then Oakland for the Raiders. They were 6-10. and 10. They lost their last four games of the season, and they did not prove that they could get to where they needed to go. Todd Downing, since that time, I think has taken a step back like most coaches do when they're not successful in, in an opportunity. And I think this, when he said what he said about discipline, Tennessee Titans offense, all of that, he's going to have his own wrinkles, as you reference, Austin. But I think that, he has more to work with than any other offensive coordinator in the history of the Tennessee Titans franchise. Mark it down, no, yeah. sign it, let the ink dry, because that is straight facts, homie. <laughs> Todd Downing has the best opportunity. He's not going to mess this up in a Todd Downing offense. Right. Do what these dudes do. Right. And that's run over fools and get in the end zone. Yeah, Ethan says, uh, give the ball to one of the three cyborgs you have almost on almost every play. He doesn't have to think too hard. Now there's execution, and you, it's easier to execute when you have cyborgs like Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones. Uh, but look, and the, the best thing is the Titans have established who they are and what they want to be. Like, And, I'll, and I will say it right now, on June 18th, when the Titans kick off against Arizona in September, the run has been established, right? Derrick Henry, as soon as he walks off the damn bus 
to get to Nissan Stadium, the Tennessee Titans have established the run. They don't have to waste any other time at all throughout the entire season working to establish the run in a game. It's already done. And so now you walk out there with all the cards and all the ability to keep a defense on its heels. And now that you have Julio Jones, who is a massive upgrade over Corey Davis to go along with superstar in the, in the making, A.J. Brown, with the guy who's been the most efficient quarterback in the entire league up there with Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of years and Ryan Tannehill. You've got all the pieces. You just cannot get in the way. I don't disagree with that, but establishing the run, the one thing Todd Downing's going to have to learn as the new play caller of the Titans is the flow. Sure. How to really get Derrick Henry. You talk about establishing the run. How do you carry that out and earn that into points, right? And that is something that is an ebb and flow type thing. Arthur Smith knows I, I, over the last couple of years, he has learned Derrick Henry's tendencies, what he likes, the if if it's let's I'm gonna give a scenario. If it's second and six and Derrick Henry gets a first down on a 12 yard carry, is Derrick Henry better if you give the ball right back to him on first down? Do you remember my rule, Zach? Do you remember my rule last year? It was if Derrick Henry, who led the league in first down carries last year, if Derrick Henry gives gets five or more yards on first and ten, give it to him again. If it's again, I'll say it again. My rule if Derrick Henry gets five or more yards on first down, give it to him again on second down because he's going to at least get you positive yards where you're now to get in, a third down and short, right? Right it, at the worst, the worst case scenario is that as long as you don't toss it to him on a sweep, but again, five or more yards on first down, give it to the guy again because that is going to help you roll downhill and keep the defense. Uh, not knowing exactly what's going to happen on a, a good third down situation. And that will be Todd Downing's biggest puzzle to piece together in the first four games. Win two run Derrick Henry, win two pass to your wide receivers. Yeah, and when to use the play action off of that. So, all right, let's 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 talk about this question, Zach, because we've got um, a lot of people in here uh, talking about the Titans uh, offense here. Where do you think this Titans offense will rank in the NFL this season. We'll tell you where they were a year ago, but where do you think this Titans offense will rank this season, this upcoming season? But first, let me tell you guys about Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens in life, to whether you or someone you love, make sure you know who to go to, who to trust when it comes to getting back to a healthy life all of the process, the, the clinics, the diagnosis, all the testing, the surgery, the rehab, bang, the Bone & Joint Institute's got that for you right there in Franklin, Tennessee, boneandjointtn.org. Bet MGM. Last night, Austin won. Last night, I won because I was big on the Bucks. You could see that. I, I did not get – I thought – I didn't know Chris Middleton was going to be the highest scorer in the game. I did not know that. But yeah. I did know the Bucks were going to win. They are too much. They pushed that to a seven game, seventh game. Uh, it also killed the the three game uh, magic bucket parlay. Yeah, which that's okay. But you you did a good job of uh, hedging that with going heavy bucks, right? Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because of the big ten dollar bet yeah. in the parlay. But download the app today. Use that promo code BetMGM. It is that simple. Plus, this is a nice little this is a nice little sprinkle that BetMGM is doing. Use the promo code ATOZ100. Because 100 is the money that you could win. ATOZ100, if you sign up, $1 money line wager wins you $100. If in any NBA team hits a three-pointer tonight, that could be straight cash right there. That's what I'm talking about. There's two games tonight, including Philadelphia, Atlanta, and the Jazz going against the Clippers. So you got a really good opportunity there. Download the app today. All right, so here's the question. Where do you think the Titans offense will rank in the NFL this upcoming season. Steven says top five. Ahmad says second line of the Chiefs. Clayton says top ten. Uh, Ronnie says look at the size of the best skill players on offense. There's no other team in the league that can say that the physicality and talent is off the meter. But, yeah. Jeff says I say seventh. Top five for sure from Guy. Kendrick says second overall. Tom agrees with Jeff with a solid seventh in the NFL. Big Mac says First, second, or third period, mark it down. That's where they got. They got to be a top three offense. Omar says number one. Aaron says top ten. Jalen says fourth. 
Uh, Donald says, well, if the defense hits a little, number one. Uh, Juan says, rank in the top 10, maybe three, but should be one. Rob, the lowest, 10 to 15th. And we'll talk about where the Titans were last year in total offense. But 10 to 15th from Rob is by far the lowest we've had. Uh, here, Kevin says fourth. Uh, G-Man says need to rank top five, but likely are about seven or eight. Uh, Dom says, I don't want to be a homer, but he's going top three uh, right there. Noah top three, Ethan top eight, could be top five with a missing piece of tight end. So Zach, uh, let's, let's look at what the Titans did last year. Last year, the Tennessee Titans were the, were tied with the Buffalo Bills for the second best total offense in the entire league. The Bills and the Titans, after 16 games, had the exact same number of yards, 6,343 yards of total offense last year. That's an average of 396.4 per game for the Titans and Bills, tied for second behind the Chiefs, who averaged almost 20 yards more per game, 415 yards a game for the Chiefs last year. The Vikings kind of a shocker at number four in total offense, and then the Packers round out the top five of last year's team. So knowing that the Titans were tied for second last year, and Ethan, uh, who was it, Rob's got them 10 to 15th, knowing that, where should the Titans be? Uh, they should be second. That's what they were last year. That's what they should be this year. I don't expect them to be better than Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They are a machine that got got ran ran into a buzzsaw by the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, that feels good to say. But but I don't think that you can slow down Patrick Mahomes in a revenge tour. <laughs> like so, I have the Chiefs one. They're going to score points. They got Tyreek Hill. They have all the weapons. I do have the Titans, too, because they have made better offensive uh, moves, maneuvers this offseason than the Buffalo Bills have. Well, the, the Bills were kind of just staying the same, right? The Bills made all their moves the year before to go get Diggs and Beasley to help Josh Allen. You know, they can improve their run game a little bit, but they're just trying to grow from what they already had. Who did they draft running back? Because the Steelers, uh, Steelers and the Dolphins both drafted running backs in the first round. Oh, Steelers, the, Steelers and Jags. Jags got Travis Etienne, and the Steelers drafted Najee Harris. Ah, okay, that's right. Um, I'm looking to find the Bills draft um, because I they, they did not. They took uh, Gregory Rousseau, the you know the huge uh, baby deer, oh, yeah, uh, the 30th right. overall pick. Uh, they did not draft a running back at all. Uh, they drafted D-line, D-line, offensive line, offensive line in the first four picks. Then they went wide out, safety, cornered, guard. Wow. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Bills did not go uh, running back whatsoever. But, you know, they, they had Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, as Chris Stress brings up. And uh, apparently Apollo says they got Matt Breida. Uh, from the Niners. So again, like the Bills, you know, they're going to have a good offense. The Chiefs are going to have a good offense. The Vikings with Dalvin Cook and Jefferson and Thielen with Kirk Cousins and a defense who was giving up more points. They're going to have a good offense just because they have to. And then you got like the Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa. Uh, the Chargers will be much improved. The Rams will be much improved this year. So I think if the Titans, the goal is top five off. If you have a top five offense, I, I think you're splitting hairs, whether it's the fifth, fourth, third, or second, or first. But it, the goal is to be that dynamic on offense and then have the defense improve from you know bottom five defense to middle tier, and now you're a lot, in a lot better shape. So I look at who's the competition. We've already talked about that top five, right? The Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, and Packers probably aren't going away, right? They still have good offense. If the Packers still have Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be in the top five. It's just, uh, you know, death taxes and Aaron Rodgers. Right. But well, there's a question mark with them. The Vikings, as you mentioned, they have weapons. Two teams, and, and I'll throw in three because you mentioned the third that maybe I didn't think about. I think Arizona with Kyler Murray coming into another year, having the weapons, improved defense, I think he's going to learn a lot more throughout the course of this season to be good. But two teams that were not in the top five, you named one of them. I don't think you mentioned the other. Expect Tom Brady in another year under uh, in the offense with the weapons that he have and the, and the chemistry. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be a top five offense. That's just – that is facts. The other team – the L.A. Rams. 
I didn't. Uh, I mentioned Ma- both of those. Matthew so. Stafford is going to transform that offense. He has weapons, and he has a much better play caller. Detroit has been riddled with bad coaches for God knows how long. I mean, what was the last good coach in Detroit? Marty Morningwig? Well, Jim Caldwell. And you could doubt that. You well, Jim Caldwell that. took him to the playoffs a couple times, and then they fired him for whatever reason. But he's had bad coaches around him. Now he has a really good coach. The Rams will be in this conversation because they will they will ascend to the top of the NFC very quickly this year. Yeah, you know who I also thought that would be? It was the 14th-ranked offense last year, Dallas Cowboys. The Dak, A to Dak Z Sports being, Dallas. Yeah, A to Z Sports Dallas is going to have a lot of fun uh, to, uh, offenses to watch, too. But, We're already you know, having a lot of fun. I, I know, I know. I know. The, but the Cowboys will be very potent because Dak will be back with all the wide receivers. Zeke maybe having a bounce back year. Uh, and the offensive line not being you know just decimated by all the injury. But for the Tennessee Titans, I think it's a big deal to try to go back-to-back years of – uh, of top five offenses, and I think they've got the horses, literally, to do it. And it's all about Todd Downing understanding what his role is, is the facilitator, not the playmaker. And and like I said earlier in the show, if the offensive coordinator knows that he's just there to set to be the setup guy, uh, then he can be a lot more successful than trying to be the guy, the star of the show, because you see offensive-minded guys trying to do that, and I don't think – Todd Downing's that mold. I think he's. I think he's not trying out to go out here and make a name for himself. He's just trying to continue to have the Titans OC job for another season. So I feel pretty confident in the Titans offense to get in that top five total offense, which is based off of total yards. We didn't do this, and maybe we could do this next week, Austin. I, and you know, bringing up the the pressure on Derrick Henry versus Lawan and Tannehill, and all that. We did offense, though. That was the question we asked, right? Yeah, yeah, specifically. I maybe we should open it up if you want to. We want to go do defense next week, or even exactly. open it up to the coaching staff. I think that would be a very interesting conversation because I don't know if you would agree with this. I don't think that the most pressure is on an offensive player overall. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but I, I do think, uh, as Monsoon says, that's a definitely a discussion for another time as we try to uh, get through the – because now you know the Titans are going on their vacations, right? Uh, so it, all the NFL players are going on vacation until late July. So we'll, we'll definitely do that uh, some next week. I did hear what they – their last practice was Wednesday, correct? Yeah, that was when you were at. I, I hear Tannehill and Julio and AJ were – uh, sharing a couple of cocktails uh, downtown Nashville that night. It's celebrating the end of minicamp camp and a, and a, a long road until training camp uh, in a hiatus to to get ready. Look, that's that's team bonding, man. That's how you get better on the field by hanging out off the field. You know, you hang out in the lunchroom uh, if you're vaccinated, and then and you get, and you're better on the football field, right? That's a, that's a different discussion too for a different day. Wait, if you're vaccinated, <laughs> yeah, because if you're not vaccinated, you can't hang out in the lunchroom with everybody in the NFL. That's the rules. That's the rules. We need to have a discussion on that. Yeah, I, I we mean, yeah. we have to dive into these BS vaccination rules by the NFL. That I agree with Taylor Lewan. Get a new players <laughs> association because they bent you over. Yeah, and, so, and you and had that, nothing to say. That's the role of the NFLPA is to consistently get bent over. Uh, so anyway, Look, we, I'm, we'll, not saying, I'm not saying like I'm not anti-vax guy. All right, so don't, don't misconstrue this. I'm saying that the rules I do not think create uh, and go towards full human rights. That's that's just kind of what I'm ending at. <laughs> all right, so let's get to this. I, I think this is a really good uh, topic to talk about. Uh, former Titans wideout Drew Bennett, who was a part of the last two wide receivers to have a thousand yards in the same season, Drew Bennett, Derek Mason, uh, but had two thousand uh, thousand yards each in that two thousand four season. The Titans are trying to do that this year with AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Drew Bennett has a good clip from the Titan podcast that will play for you guys on how he thinks defensive coordinators will try to defend this Titans offense with Julio and AJ. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Sutton. I can absolutely do that. 
you're one number away, one call away from changing your house. 615-448-6414. Look, we we showcase these bad boys on our show each and every day. CalvinandSubtle.com. If you're thinking about ripping up that old stanky-ass carpet, which we've all had. I, I understand it. You live in a house long enough, you cannot keep the carpet up. Well, Ditch the carpet, drop the zero, and get with a hero. And I'm talking about that hero being Calvin and Subtle installing brand-new hardwood floors. Knock on wood if you're with me. Everybody's with me because this Rivoli, it will pop in your brand-new kitchen. And they have a plethora of other hardwood floors that you can showcase in your house. Give them a call at 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsubtle.com. Hey, Disney Sports, we are powered every morning by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. I'm back. I want a parlay, uh, a two-night parlay, to get me back in the winning column there with BetMGM. And you're going to do the same thing tonight because if you download the BetMGM app today and use code ATOZ100 when you sign up, that's ATOZ100 when you sign up, a $1 Moneyline wager on either NBA game tonight will win you $100 if any of the four teams – Hits a single three-point shot. That's going to happen. We're BetMGM, and we are trying to give you 100 bucks to jumpstart your betting uh, life and your betting uh, hobbies here uh, at BetMGM. That's uh, code ATOZ100 today. A $1 Moneyline wager wins you 100 if any NBA, NBA team hits a three. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be president in Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. You're live on a Friday, also Zach's birthday. We'll talk about Zach's birthday a little later on in the show when we ask everybody a question to um, reveal their ages. But Drew Bennett, who is, uh, I don't know how old Drew Bennett is now, but he's... Ooh, 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 let's play this game. Love this game. All right, how old do you think Drew Bennett is? All right, so I, I'm going to play along with this, so I'm right, not going to look. That's fine. So he was a um, he was an undrafted rookie, I believe, in like 2001. And then he played eight seasons. So let's just say he played from 01 to 08. And he was a he was a four-year guy at UCLA, a, a backup quarterback turned NFL wide receiver. 43 is my guess. Uh, um, so you think 43? So I think that's a good guess. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he is uh 41. Ooh, okay. So I'm going 43, you're going 41. Drew Bennett. <laughs> What do you think it is? 42? Bingo. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you busted. $1, Bob. I win that one. So Zach's over uh, on that. All right, so you, a lot of you guys are guessing, which is funny, of how old is Drew Bennett randomly? Okay. August 26th is his birthday. So, so he will he, be 43 in, in two months. Yeah, but that hey, that's really good. That means we're good at this game, right? It does. Yes, yes. All right, so here's Drew Bennett uh, this week on the Tighten Up Podcast on how he thinks – Defensive coordinators will try to defend this Titans offense. Looking at how you would stop each team, each team, I feel like each defensive coordinator for this team coming up is going to pick one receiver and they're going to say, okay, we're going to take our best corner. We're going to put him on AJ Brown. We are going to, you know, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, right? Yes. Of course there are some plays where he's going to be one-on-one man coverage. Hopefully we can get to the QB first. What we're going to do is we're going to try to lock AJ Brown up with one guy take Julio Jones completely out of the game and then really tease um, the QB, right? Tannehill with, um, with, you know, is this guy in the box? Should I check to a, to a pass or is this guy deep and I should, you know, keep the run on all of that stuff is going to be the only way you're going to be able to really compete with the offense for the Titans this year. Man, I did. Is there anything you would like to do less than have to game plan against those guys? <laughs> yes. <it would> <laughs> Derrick Henry. That's yeah, true. That's true. Good. So there's really yeah, know, right? yeah. So look, the, obviously the Austin Huff being back in the Tiny Up podcast with Jack, that's their own little spin on that. But Drew Bennett gave a really good football answer before Huff always derails it with his humor. That that uh, jawline though, I agree, <laughs> I <know>. Rob. <laughs> yeah, Drew Bennett, uh good looking dude for sure. And I, I feel bad. I, I gave him an extra couple of months when he didn't deserve that. No, no. But but he brings up a really good point of how can you try – because we've talked about this, right? I drew it on my notepad on AJ on one side, Julio on one side, and then uh, Henry in the backfield. And if I think that's the right move. 
Take your best corner and lock him up on A.J. Brown because he's younger, he's less experienced than Julio, and you say, can our best guy do his best against A.J. and then bracket the hell out of Julio Jones with your second best corner? How are you going to tackle Derrick Henry? I, I know, and that's the, that's the crazy thing. Because, because Derrick Henry is the biggest threat of them all. Yeah. Right? I mean, let's just call it like it is. Derrick Henry is bigger, stronger, and faster than he's ever been in his entire life. I saw that man this week. I've never seen him. He is bigger. He is faster. He is stronger. These are quicker. These, these, these are truths. There is no lies to this. Uh, I've seen Derrick Henry as a rookie. He looks nothing like that boy. And that boy could destroy anybody as a rookie. And now that boy has become a, a machine man. Uh, that that's the issue is you can't concentrate. And this is, this is kind of the, and you kind of go back to that Falcons offense that got to the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, Devonte Freeman was that he was such a threat that year and you couldn't concentrate on individual Roddy white was running train on folks that year. Was Roddy white on that team? Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. Uh, yes. <clears throat> You old, can double check that, I, but I, 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 I old Roddy White man. Are you sure? There's no way. There's no way Roddy White was playing at like age 36 in 2018. I was Muhammad Sanu. Okay, that's better. Yeah, Muhammad Sanu before he got because uh, Calvin Ridley, Ridley, I guess, was a rookie. Yeah, so it was Sanu Ridley, Sanu. rookie Ridley, and Julio. Sanu that year. So I, I apologize. I yeah, got Sanu. Well, I was about to say Roddy White, man. Roddy White was good. Well, yeah, he was really good, but not in that was, that was That was the first chapter of Julio's career. Correct. So, yeah. uh, But Muhammad Sanu, I mean, gave good good times. Started yeah. all 16 games. Yeah. So, um, But again, I, the Titans have better than that right now. They have better than Devontae Freeman. They have Julio Jones, and they have a better – guy than Muhammad Sanu and AJ Brown's better than what Ridley was as a rookie. God, I didn't realize that that's to the 2018 Falcons. So that was not their Super Bowl year. 2017 was their Super Bowl year, 10 and 6. Wow. I don't think it was still Sanu. Yeah, yeah. It was not Roddy White. Uh, Rudy on, says Rodney. Roddy White retired in 2016. Damn. So not not quite. Shout not out quite to Roddy. So I mean, what do you think about Drew? What do you think about Drew Bennett's best uh, best philosophy on how to guard this defense or this offense? Because he, you know, he's not wrong. That and it's easier said than done from Drew Bennett. But what do you think about his that philosophy there? It makes sense, right? On paper, as a defense, is control your biggest, but you have three biggest threats. You know, it's always like control your biggest threat. Or like in, in, in the NBA yeah. is you target target LeBron and let everybody else beat you, right? Don't let LeBron's gonna get his. Or 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 you say we don't want LeBron having 15 assists. And you say let LeBron score 30, but limit him to seven or eight assists. The problem is you can't stop Derrick Henry. No, this is the this is the Warriors, right? When Clay Thompson actually played. I like Clay. I, I I wish him well. So, but again, he hasn't played in a couple of years, and you kind of forget about Clay Thompson. But it's it's kind of like that type of setup, and where you've got a, a Steph, a Clay Thompson, and a Durant with these three guys, and then Tannehill being the the thing that brings it all together. And really, the only way to win is have Draymond Green kick somebody in the nuts. <laughs> that's that's the only way to win is to have, and that's why it goes back to Todd Downing. The only way that you can lose with this type of offense is if you hurt yourself. Or if, if Clay Thompson cannot keep his Achilles intact. No, but I'm not talking about that year. I'm talking about like like 2016 was their best year that they, they lost that year, right? Is they, Draymond Green, shot themselves in the foot. He high-kicked LeBron, got suspended, and that down 3-1 turned into a championship for the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. Right. That was their best year. That is a recipe on how you have the best team. And the Chiefs, I think, are still the best team. And the Bucks 
are right there. But the Titans are right there, man. Because of the threat of this offense, the unknowing of the defense I get in the kicking game. But I don't know how to defend that, especially yeah. because late in the year, and this is why they have to stay healthy. Late in the year, if all if everybody's healthy, if they've got the, the big guys out there in A.J., Julio, Tannehill, and Derrick Henry, defenses are going to get hurt. They are not going to have all of their guys, right? And so they're going to be working on second string, just like most football teams do. How do you stop that now? Mm-hmm. Like, I get in the first half of the year, you got your guys. But now you got an extra game. What are you going to do week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's the the Titans offense is putting every it's like nightmares. It's like the week leading up to that game for every defensive coordinator is all right. Who's who are we going to allow to beat us? Right. It's who are we okay with getting theirs and who do we need to focus on? And that's where I kind of like the Drew Bennett philosophy on paper and and talking about it in June is have your best guy one on one with AJ bracket Julio and then try to make Tannehill think too much to where you're going to, with it, with the extra safety. He's a veteran quarterback. I, I know that. And that's, and that's the crazy thing is like Tannehill's a smart guy. Tannehill knows what the hell to do. And he doesn't like, he made the biggest mistake ridden game last year. In my opinion for Ryan Tannehill was at Cincinnati. He cost them that game early by throwing instead of points to AJ Brown. If you remember that play, uh, Tannehill threw a pick in the end zone. Do you remember that? He made the mistake of trusting his arm and not his mind, and he got beat. That gave the Bengals momentum, and they actually took it down and scored. Yeah. So that he usually doesn't make those mistakes. It's like it's rare, and then like he made that one, and he didn't make it again throughout the season. Right. He learned from he learned from that. I yeah, agree for sure. All right. So you know we we talked about Drew Bennett said. You know, one on one with AJ bracket Calvin Johnson style cover Julio and try to confuse Tannehill with who's in the box and who's going to drop out type of type of, of of defense. So where does that leave Ferkser and Reynolds? Right. So here's what we want to ask you guys now: Who will surprise us more this season, Josh Reynolds or Anthony Ferkser? Who will surprise us more between those two guys? Who could be the third option? for this Titans offense in the passing game. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends over at mandu.com. The Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. I got a workout tomorrow morning. Looking forward to it. Always like having a workout on the weekend morning to get my day going right with Mandu and starting to build that muscle without putting any stress on my body and on my joints and all on that functional muscle strength and targeting that hard to build, uh, that hard to burn body fat. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Go try it. They have three locations in the Middle Tennessee area, a couple in Memphis, and they're exploding across the country. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Opposite of free is earning money, right? Opposite of free is earning money. Well, that's what BetMGM has you covered because it's free to download the app. And today, if you use the promo code for new users, ATOZ100, a $1 Moneyline wager wins you $100 if in any NBA team hits a three-pointer tonight. All right, I'll just tell you this. Donovan Mitchells, he's going to shoot 10 of them tonight. Playoff P is going to shoot at least six. I Trey Young's going to shoot some. One's going in. It's free money, bro. BetMGM, download the app today. Use that promo code ATOZ100. ATOZ100, download it today, and it'll hook you up some cash. All right, A to Z Sports, who will surprise us more this season, Josh Reynolds or Anthony Ferkson? I'm going to go try to uh, to scroll through as many uh, uh, answers as possible. Rudy says Ferkson, Corey with Reynolds. Kendrick says Ferks or Elise says Josh Reynolds and whatever tight end uh, should eat both of them. But Juan says Josh Reynolds. Jameson says Titans offensive plans going to be unstoppable specifically later in the part of the season. Kevin says Anthony Ferkser. Albert says Ferkser for sure. Uh, Callen says Ferk because he seems like not many people got any faith in the man. 
Rob says Ferkser because he can play inside and out. Donald says Ferkser need him to hit. Uh, uh, I guess Michael saying don't forget about Darrington Evans too. I, I think Darrington Evans is the lesser used piece compared to Josh Reynolds and Ferkser. Big Mac says Ferkser dude's about to break out. G-Man says Reynolds because he's totally new to the Titans. Uh, Dom says Reynolds he'll be getting buckets this year, straight buckets. Uh, Tony says the Titans 2021 team nickname will be the greatest show on turf 2.0. So, Zach, what do you think? And before you give your answer, you noticed Ferkser's body change at practice. I actually did not pick that up on Tuesday. But what was that body change if people missed the show yesterday? His legs. Buck and I were talking about this. His legs, his lower body has gotten bigger. Um, and I, I think that is by design, obviously. Um, very curious to see both of these roles. This is why I think it's such a good question. Uh, I To answer it correctly, I go towards rapport. I go to Ferkser. Ferkser is the option that you're not paying attention to. Well, it's, it's who's going to surprise us. So surprising us means over exceeding whatever expectations we personally had for the player. And I think Ferkser can do that in red zone touchdowns. That would be a surprise to a lot of people if Ferk is racking up touchdowns. Now, here's the one thing. God, I didn't even think about this. This this should get Titans fans juiced, jacked up. When you're, let's say it's first and goal from the four. <laughs> Run the ball. Run run the ball. Run the ball. Okay. Second and goal from the three. Run the ball. I I honestly know, but Austin, I'll I'll tell you this. You could throw a fade to Julio Jones. You you could, but you run the ball. No, you throw a fade to Julio Jones. How'd you get down there? It depends, right? You know, everything's situational. But now you, you all of a sudden can throw a fade to A.J. Brown, who will catch it. But you really throw a fade to Julio Jones. Well, actually, I would say you you probably throw the ball in first and go at the four, and then you run it on second. Well, I don't know. Play but, action fake and find Ferk wide the F open right on that T, or right or really in the end of the Titans end zone, right there in the end, just standing there like, here, throw it to me, right? No one's there because they're freaking out. I, I, I'll say Ferk. I, I don't know about Josh Reynolds. I think Josh Reynolds uh, – one word in one practice to describe Josh Reynolds from what I saw, I thought he was very smooth. I thought he ran his route smooth when he caught the ball. He uh, That is, again, very, very small sample size. We'll find a lot uh, a lot more in training camp. But. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up that word uh, to describe Josh Reynolds. I have a different S word to describe Josh Reynolds, and that was slow. And Teron's in the chat. I see Teron. Like me and Teron, like man, he just looks. He looks slower. He doesn't look quick. I mean, you're watching him compared to guys. Maybe it's who, a slow, smooth. Maybe it's like a smooth, like honey rolls down a hill. <laughs> that is that is also slow and smooth. Yeah, you can be both. But at least we're kind of aligned, right? Like, at least I watch, wasn't like fast, quick. You watch guys <laughs> who are explosive, like Julio Jones is ungodly explosive, right? Uh, a Cam Batson, a tiny guy, but very explosive. Uh, and I'm with Teron, and I was going to bring this up too. I think Josh Reynolds is dealing with something. Like he, he doesn't like. There's got to be something going on there. It's June, bro. No, I, I know that. But I'm not like, saying that to you two. I'm saying that to like Josh Reynolds. No, right. And, and I, you know, I hope he's not 100 because if that's him at 100, that's not that's not exactly creating separation, right? And what, what we know about Josh Reynolds is he is a type of wide receiver who he's got, he's a good route runner. He's a clean route runner. He's got great hands and good catch radius, but he's a, like a zero yak guy. He catches the ball, gets tackled, catches the ball, gets tackled. Now, a lot of times that's for first down, but catching the ball, get tackled. And Teron says, you can see it. He's gingerly easing into cuts. And, and I and I agree with that, TD. Like we, we were watching him together on Tuesday. Again, now you're making me think. Like, 
I'm trying to justify my smooth analogy, and maybe that's why he's not explosive is he's not cutting correctly. Yeah, he's just chilling. He's out there just chilling, right? <laughs> he's rounding out his routes. And I don't and like Rob asks, is that an ankle or knee? And I and I'm not going to speculate because I don't know. And I can also I can't say certain things that you see in practice that we're not allowed to report on. So all I can say is Josh Reynolds has looked slow, uh, but I also think he's not healthy. And but he's out there getting some stuff done. So well, that's just something to watch um, for sure with Josh Reynolds. But I, I think the only the only guy that can surprise me of these two is Ferkser because I am lower on the full time tight end potential of Anthony Ferkser than I am on the role that Josh Reynolds is going to play. Like I like jo- I like Anthony Ferkser in the role he's played the last couple of years. But now he's a full-time starter, and I just don't know about that. Where Josh Reynolds, I feel very comfortable about him being your third wideout. And so, I, you know, I think Ferkser has the ability to surprise us more. You're really glad that uh, that he is your that option, right? Like he's not your second guy. Yeah, I mean, it, God knows what that would have been, right? And we'll talk about Des Fitzpatrick um, next week too. When we talk about more rookies, and G Man says not allowed to report on slash muting the media. There's there's always things that we cannot report on, like certain schematics. We cannot tell you, you know, which wide receivers lining up in the slot and how many like wide receivers are on one side. We can't give you formational stuff. We can't do that type of things or who's on first team reps, all that kind of stuff. But and and I can't tell you. I really cannot tell you if a certain player is working with a trainer on something specific either. So um, no injuries that I can really speculate on. That's not fair to anybody involved uh, on that. So no, but, I know, mean I, there there are rules and regulations. Yes, yes. And we talked about the Lamar Jackson thing yesterday. I, I think, do think J- that's a little bit more. I think Jamison Henley phrased the tweet that people took out of context because Jamie Jamison Hensley's. And maybe Teron can can, uh, comment on this. When Jamison Hensley tweets saying we're not allowed to film Lamar Jackson throwing to wide receivers. Anymore. Anymore. Well, and and that's. That was the key word in my opinion. Right. And who knows if Jamison Hensley is just tweeting that on the fly and not putting too much thought into it, responding to some guy. But a lot of times we cannot video Tannehill throwing to wide receivers also. A lot of times, whenever there's more, there's two position groups or more practicing together, you cannot film or record those periods. It's only individuals and warm-ups. And so, for the majority, we cannot record Tannehill throwing to AJ or whoever. Unless it's like a specific, like they the Titans have given us the okay for today on this specific period. No. I, 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 I'm with you. Look, I, I really want to talk about the other rules next week. I, we really need to have a discussion on that because I think that the NFLPA really screwed over their players. Here's something. All right. I, 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 I downloaded this video while, while you were talking on Josh Reynolds. Okay. I, I believe this should be the video. Um, this is, I, I like, and now I'm starting to diagnose a little bit more because I do maybe, maybe is slow in this, but when he caught the ball, I did like, and this is where I got kind of the smooth of going up field. The problem is he probably gets tackled like like you were saying, but let's take a look. Is kind of ginger now, like gingerly kind of going. And and I know it's just a drill. I don't know. you, You can't say fully on that, but well, it's just watching him do it versus the other guys do it. And you see an extra. Burst. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're you I'm not, are. I'm not talking about Julio. I'm not talking about just Julio. I'm saying the other guys. I'm just like. Well, the just, other guys are trying to earn a spot, right? Exactly. They, Josh Reynolds is what he is. He is on a one-year deal for $1.73 million. That's what he is. He's been in this league for a couple of years. He's not a rookie. He's not a prove-it guy like Ikea or or. Westbrook like maybe he's practicing like that yeah I don't uh, think that's a good thing 
Josh asked the easiest question to answer. Josh on YouTube says, would y'all like Zach Ertz on this roster? Well, of course we would. What? Why wouldn't you like Zach Ertz on this roster? It's just what, <laughs> yeah, it's just what, what's going to have, what's the cost and is it feasible? Like, but everybody would love Zach Ertz on the Titans roster. That would make Drew Bennett's uh, defensive philosophy even more impossible uh, to try to figure out too. All right, Zach, it is your birthday. So now we have a question for everybody. Two-part question. How old are you and how old do you feel uh, as we are giving uh, Zach a happy birthday on this? First, tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai, it doesn't matter what age you are, you can get a great vehicle at Wilson County Hyundai. They can hook you up. We were there yesterday. Beautiful, beautiful dealership with beautiful, beautiful rides. Sonata, Elantra. Santa Fe, Palisade, that Palisade is their full-size SUV, third-row seating, it's got captain seats, it's got all of the bells and whistles and the technology that you and your family needs. You know, Karen is going to be griping in the carpool line. She's probably going to be talking about your wife behind her back about how she has a minivan. Shut Karen up with a brand-new Palisade, and the kids will love it, your wife will love it. It is the ideal car for a family or just an SUV in general. General Austin and I both have test driven that car. That is the 2021 uh, Hyundai Palisade. They have those in stock. Look at their inventory at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. It is eSports. Download the BetMGM app. I'll just tell you to real quick, right? Code ATOZ100 today. You put a $1 money line bet on the NBA and you win 100 bucks if any team hits a single three-point shot today. That's code ATOZ100 when you download the BetMGM app and sign up today. That's just all you got to do is a $1 money line bet. That's all you got to do right there at uh, BetMGM. So the question is, how old are you and how old do you feel? I think uh, this is a great question. I think it's fun. I, I, I'm excited about this because uh, I, I'm curious. So, because it is Zach's birthday, so do we want Zach to start? Do you want to start, birthday boy? No, I, I will. I will go after. I want to know the comments first. Okay. All right. So we'll start. Uh, how old are you, and how old do you feel? Orlando says I'm 26. Feel 30. Theron says 31, but feel 50. Man, you guys. Jeff Ribble says 27. Feel 40 after yesterday. I don't. I don't know what yesterday was, Jeff, but 27 feeling 40. Ethan says 30, but I've aged 10 years in the past after year after having a kid. Uh, Jason says 42, feel 42 and a half. Theron gives uh, Zach a happy birthday. Clayton says 30 and feel 30. Um, let's see. Noah says I'm 23 and feel 30. Uh, Sean says 35, feel about 32. Uh, John says turned 34 two days ago. Body feels 50 but the mind is at 24. <laughs> Kevin says 29 feeling like 50 after last night. Like, all right, Jeff and Kevin, what the hell did you guys do yesterday? That's, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Dom says 29 after all these damn knee surgeries, he feels like he's 50. Uh, Danny says a uh, big time uh, hit the big 40 in October, but feel good body wise, probably feel about 30. Monsoon says 30, 35 after having two kids. I, I don't remember when Monsoon had a second kid. I remember the first kid, but I don't remember the second one. <laughs> Patrick says, work in between. Yeah, Patrick says, uh, 45. Some days it feels 25. Other days it feels 65. Uh, I'm going to read some more. Uh, look, there's a lot of comments flying in. This is kind of fun. Um, so, okay. It, it, Jeff says, a, a full kitchen install. Moved two GE fridges three times in and out of the house yesterday. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, make you feel like that. So, I'll answer now. Uh, I actually put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I'm 31. Physically, I feel as good as I did at like 23, which 23 was after I, I graduated college at 22 when I was super unhealthy, fast food and beer, and then I got healthy the first year after college. It felt great. I physically feel like I'm 23 right now at 31 because – then I had like my unhealthy mid twenties and then my fat late twenties. And then now I'm back to feeling that after college level of healthy. So I'm going to say 31 feeling 23. What, but mind like, so all encompassing, it's not just like, a physical, nobody gives a damn about it's well, everything. 
I feel and so that's got to add age. Okay. Um. Yes, but is that a good thing? Don't you want to mentally feel wiser? Is that is no, that? No. Yeah, but that, that's why I'm saying you only answered a portion a portion of the question. You didn't answer the full question. Well, I, because I was curious. Because nobody's that. 31 and feels 23. Now they they can have bits that feel 23. Physi- but physically, that is too big of a gap. That, that is not correct. Physically, I feel 23. That's mentally, fine. And I mentally, believe that. I've seen the maturation. But uh, overall, you're not 23. Uh, mentally, I fall asleep an hour after I eat dinner. So you ain't 23, bro. Not, yeah, right. But like mentally, I am a so, lot. Old. So you have to put all of this together and answer the question. That's what you did not do. I mean, I guess like probably. Man, uh, probably yeah, I, it goes up. Well, it's, it's like how do you? It's like how do you? How do you weigh the two? I feel then. Then I feel great at thirty-one. Like I feel like fit, like mentally and physically, I feel good. Answer the question, dude. All right, Please. I feel I feel twenty-three. I do. That's what I'm saying. You can't go to sleep an hour after dinner and feel twenty-three. There, you are somewhere. I will tell you your answer. You but are somewhere between up. twenty-three and thirty-one. Now you can pick whatever number it is, but again, but you are somewhere in between that. But again, like I, if I said I feel twenty eight, if I felt twenty eight, then I wouldn't. I, I feel sharper mentally than I was at twenty eight. That's what I'm saying. I you feel go to sleep an hour after you eat dinner. That is not a twenty three year old type thing. Well, it's you because are I, it's because like, I, I think twenty seven or twenty eight would make sense. This, no, because at my twenty seven or twenty eight, I did not feel as like I had shoulder pain. And I was tired a lot because I was not healthy. Like, I feel good now. Like, I, I do. Like, You're I, not answering the question. And you then, drive- then, I feel, then I feel 31 then. Then I'm 31, feel 31 because of the mental thing. Okay. Is that you fine? botched this. No, I have not. You, you just have. don't like the way I answer it. No, you didn't answer. I did answer it. You, like the, uh, an ideal answer, if you would have said 28, if you're 31 and you feel 28 because you still have some of your older tendencies, but physically you felt better than you felt in a very long time, that would make sense as a justification. But your ass just said 23. Okay, actually, I, I'll land at 28 because at 28, that was the year that I got married and I was actually good then. So I'll say 28. Final answer. Yeah, get that stress stroll out. Keep that blood pressure down, old man. That was unbelievable. You thought a lot about this. You didn't really think that much about it. All right. We finally come to your answer. That's good. I turned 34 today. Thank you for all the well wishes and the happy birthdays. I feel 30. Uh, When I was 31, I felt 27. So that's kind of my four-year difference. I've always, I, I like burning the midnight oil. I like getting blackout drunk sometimes. Like, I like doing that. I like going to rooftop bars. I like partying. I also like uh, day drinking on boats. I also like uh, not drinking during the week and going to sleep. I also can sit on a couch and in three seconds be asleep at 8.30, right? I can't get through a, a television show at night because of that. But I rise early and I grind, and I am energy-driven. I, I drink one cup of coffee a day and I get to work, but I feel 30. I know what 30 feels like. I'm 34 and I feel 30 and I, I'm trying to keep, here's my goal. I'm trying to keep that stage yeah. for as long as I possibly can, because if I can live four years younger, that's big. Cause when you're 42 and you're, you're living 38, there's a huge difference. And here's the caveat. And Austin, you can relate to this. I feel four years different, four years younger because I don't have a kid or kids. Yeah, that four years is start will probably start to shrink and maybe go the other way once you have children. So bracing uh, for that, but that I, that's my answer. I like I have some close fr- we have some close friends who just had their second, so they've got like a two and a half year old and a newborn. And I, I don't understand how that works. Like, I don't understand how you can function on such little sleep and having to juggle everything. That makes no sense to me. And luckily, I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> I don't have to figure out or make it make sense. But all the parents out there with young kids, like, props. Like, I don't know how you do it. I honestly, it, it does not compute uh, with how that makes sense. Quick story time. 
Uh, Rob asks, how did the two of you meet and start this show? Um, man, what year was that? 20, that was we, 20. We, uh, we started the, the very beginning of A to Z sports. I was not yet 23 years old. Wow. Yeah. It, you were 22. I was 22. You were however old that 20, uh, however old that makes you 25 or something. Uh, and so we started that. We came up with A to Z sports on a, uh, at a lunch meeting. And yeah. So that was, that was like, that was like went early spring of 2013 then. Yeah. So during that year, we were both covering high school football for a radio station that said that we weren't good enough eventually. And now we're bigger than they'll ever be. That's in the whole other story. But at that time we were covering football, high school football, and he was at a game. Austin was at a game and I was covering another game. And I noticed that this guy, you know, was doing the same thing I did. And so I DM'd him on Twitter. I slid into his DMs and was like, hey, man, do you want to start a podcast? And from that point on, he said yes. And that podcast has taken many different forms uh, yeah, yeah. Since, since that day. And we were also working with Austin Huff, who is now on the Titan Up podcast. Right? Huff was working for us. Now he works well, he with was us. Working, we we were working, working with Huff at the, at the station. And then we, we both went like a million different directions and now, well, Huff has continued to go different directions. Huff has lived in now three massive cities since leaving that radio station, but still working with us and, with the ABC and have, have proved. And Huff is another example of many that have proved that radio station wrong. Oh, the 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 Pro Bowl slash All Pro roster of people that yeah, it's the deep roster of people like us and Huff. When you leave that place, you get better. No doubt. Buck is also on that list. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are. Well, again, I, I'm not going to dive into this on my birthday, but you know what drives me is the day they said that uh, you guys aren't good enough for this radio station. And the last thing I said before I left was, this is the worst decision you'll ever make in your career. Yeah. And then they wanted me to have an exit interview, and I told them to F off. So here we are, uh, and we are thriving at 34 and 31. And bigger things uh, and beyond. Yeah, so, that's right. Cheers right, well, to A to Z Sports. Ain't that good news? Yeah, we're not done yet. We still got good news. So now that we've told that little story and asked everybody how old they are. Uh, so what's your good news this week? What is your good news? I've got good news. I booked a couple hotels uh, yesterday. What's up? Kevin, You, I didn't say it, but I thought that. It sounds like Detroit. I was trying to think of... Detroit and Matthew Stafford could be that, right? Oh, yeah, like the Pistons, the Lions, the Tigers, and who else? Uh, the Red Wings, all of them suck. All right, so it sounds like Detroit. Yeah, exactly. That's the Detroit of radio stations. All right, so uh, what's your good news? Share your good news this week. But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. The professional landlords in the area, RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. And there's so many different ways that you can use Renters Warehouse to your financial benefit. So just go check them out and see what all they have to offer at RentersWarehouse.com. Plus, download that app, BetMGM. You ride with us. You ride with BetMGM. They are our title sponsors, so download the app today. All right, Zach, good news. It's your birthday. I'll let you go first. What is your good news? My, my, I mean, obviously, this is the easiest good news that we could. That I have, right? So I take advantage of it. Is today is my birthday? I think that this is a. Um, I take it as a very positive, right? Uh, you can look at a glass half full, glass half empty. I always usually tend to look at life as glass half full. Uh, today is another year that I've blessed. That just to be honest, God has allowed me to put me on Earth to do what I love to love the people that I can love. And uh, I'm very fortunate. I've had some rough times in the last, from 30 to 34. Uh, I lived a lot of hard life. Uh, you know, the four most, most influential people in my life died, my, my two parents and my two grandparents. And I had to struggle through that, but I'm on the other side of it. And I now, I am, uh, I'm starting to live life. And I love that. Uh, that is refreshing. So that is on the grander scheme of things of why, Ain't that good news? Uh, and this weekend, uh, I don't know. I've had their things planned for me, but I have not been informed of those plans, which I, if you know me, I like to uh, know what 
the f is going on. Yeah, uh, you don't like I've, being kept in the dark. I've tried. <laughs> I have really, Austin. I have really tried to take a step back over the last couple of days and not ask questions and just go with the flow. But damn it, I want to know what I'm going to be doing over the next 48 hours. So no. we'll find yeah. out. Uh, Stacy says his good news is. Uh, before the hip replacement surgery next Thursday, going to see movies for the first time since COVID. See the new Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. movie, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. That the movie title confuses me. I don't know who they're talking about. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Uh, Tony says, uh, "Great show, guys. Glad I found the channel. Glad you found us, Tony." Jeff Riggle says his good news is don't work tomorrow because of Juneteenth, so he's going to Universal Studios for the first time in 14 years, getting an annual pass. Uh, good news around the block here. G-Man says. Going to Florida for 10 days starting on Monday. Back in time for the July 4th gig. Alex says he says goodbye to his 20s this weekend. Goal is to not be hungover Sunday. Good luck. Uh, good news. Jab- <laughs> I didn't mean to click that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, Aaron says good news. Going to celebrate Father's Day with his dad and watch the final pay-per-view event of the WWE Thunderdome. Hell in a cell. Happy birthday to Zach from the golf family. Uh, Louie, good news. National Super Speedway is back. Uh, Kevin says, good news. Grabbing his boat and dog and heading to Lake Hamilton for the weekend. That sounds like a a good day. Uh, Rob says, Father's Day Sunday and Tennessee baseball the same day. Everybody leave him alone. Vols versus Virginia on Sunday in the College World Series. And now Tux has made an appearance on the show. Shout out Tux. This is my boy Tux. So my good news, Zach, is today's your birthday, but tomorrow, June 19th, is the seventh anniversary of me taking my wife out on our first date. Ooh. So seven years together, officially tomorrow. So tomorrow, we have a VIP day bed at the Virgin Hotel rooftop pool. Oh, about that. So I'm about to get bougie on the rooftop by the pool, and <laughs> it's a good deal. I don't know what we're going to be drinking, but we're going to be drinking a lot of it. And uh, so uh, Sunday, I will be hungover. <laughs> As whoever said they're trying not to be hungover on Sunday, I will be. So rooftop pool uh, with that uh, at the Virgin Hotel tomorrow. If you're there, uh, say hi. Say buy hi. him a drink. Yeah, well, yeah, you could buy me a drink if, if you're there. That's fine. Well, I, I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it depends on how late in the day it is. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Well, we've, we've got you just you have a food and bev minimum <laughs> that you have to hit. So I'll oh, buy really? you a drink. Yeah, I'll buy you a drink because I need to spend it anyway, right? So if you're at the Virgin Pool, holler at me tomorrow. <laughs> so that's how we're spending our our uh, seventh uh, dating anniversary on that. And then we also booked our inver- our wedding anniversary trip last night. So. We're going to uh, Florida, going to the beach uh, right after the 4th of July. So pumped about that. That is my good news. That's very good news on a Friday. There's a lot of good news circling around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of stuff happening. So great week this week. Titans minicamp done and over with. We will see you Monday morning. Hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. We'll check you later. Have a good one. Adios.